Oh, there we go. Welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Now, my other podcast, uh, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, didn't have any uh, new WWE videos uh, this week, so I didn't do it. I'll be doing it next week. I've got a couple of things I just want to mention quickly before we get started on what we normally do around here. And that's that um, I just finished watching uh, Mako Satamura's uh, in-ring debut for NXT UK. Of course, Mako is a um, legend in Japan, and she's come to the WWE as a uh, what they call a player coach. She's going to be uh, an in-ring competitor at, w- at uh, WWE NXT UK, and she's also going to be training the wrestlers and making them better. So I uh, hope to have that video up uh, tomorrow, probably. We'll discuss it. I'll discuss it on the next week's uh, podcast. Uh, the other thing is this Sunday is the NXT TakeOver show down in uh, Orlando. And um, the big match on that show is Io Shirai defending her NXT uh, championship against Mercedes Martinez and Storm. Uh, and unless they're bringing Io up to the main roster, I expect her to retain title uh but i guess the main thing that you want to see with eo is what kind of crazy stuff is she going to do because anything is possible with her she's nuts okay anyway you don't watch that stuff right Dashwan? not a whole lot a little bit here and there but not not as much as you do no well i you know especially out of japan eo shirai is insane like she will do just about anything like she does stuff. First of all, they trust her to do it properly. That's number one. And number two, she's really good. Okay. And she's only a tiny little thing. Okay. Like she's, you know, five feet one. Maybe. So she does all, all the riskiest stunts, baby, basically. They call her the genius of the sky because that's what she does. She flies around all over the place. Okay? No, I was that's- thinking maybe she was like a, a Mick Foley type where she just does the crazy stuff. No, you know what? Her hero is Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, so okay. that that's really who she she patterns herself after. Is he, he, he's her idol. So she, she does all this as a tribute to him. Anyways, that'll be on uh, uh, my podcast next week because I'll have uh, videos up for both of those. Uh, again, the uh, TakeOver show is this Sunday, 7 p.m. on WWE Network. Okay? All right. So uh, we're going to get on to, first of all, the matches from last Saturday's UFC show. Um, there's uh, three, uh, there, sorry, two. There was two fights, and um, um, both are up on my blog. The first one for supposed to be Carol Rosa against Nico Montano, and Nico pulled out. So they brought in uh, Jocelyn Edwards, who we saw a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this fight was at bantamweight uh jocelyn is from panama originally she lives in el paso texas trains in el paso and also in mexico uh she does not speak english she speaks spanish uh she's primarily a striker from what we saw a few weeks ago and i think in this fight we needed to see if she could do anything else uh carol uh is a teammate of uh, Jessica Andrade over at PRVT in Brazil. 
and uh, she was 2-0 in the UFC. Uh, you know, we're looking for her to fight somebody better, but unfortunately, Nico pulled out. So what are you going to do, right? Anyways, the, uh, uh, Carol uh, got great strategy from her coach, Gaylord Parada. He had her go for a takedown like 10 seconds into the fight, and basically she controlled it from there. And so uh, she won, I thought, pretty easily. And what it showed me is that Jocelyn really needs to do something about her ground game or at least her takedown defense. What do you think, Schwan? Um, my concern for Jocelyn when I first saw her fight is that I felt she was a, a little bit of a limited fighter, but given her athleticism and her physicality, she she was able to navigate that a lot. Plus, she hits pretty hard. So if you're not good defensively on your feet, you don't want to take any chances of getting lit up in clinches or at long range. Against Rosa, the reason that didn't work is because Rosa's style is similar to Jessica Andrade's. I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to impose my own physicality. We're going to fight at a fairly grinding pace, and I'm just going to meet your aggression with my aggression. And and essentially, like you said, that the takedown defense was has always been an issue. The wrestling, grappling has always been an issue, but she's previously had enough size and strength to navigate that. Against Rosa, she couldn't bully her. She couldn't just kick her way out of spots. She couldn't just throw her off. She couldn't just turn around and clinch us because Edwards has some skill, but once, but she has enough skill when she has a physical advantage, she can make it work. When things are even physically, her skills basically become inconsistent or undependable, and that's what happened. Now she had somebody she couldn't just kick off or push off or physically explode out of a spot or explode into a spot. And then you start seeing the holes in her game. Last, when she fought last, people were telling me, you underestimated her grappling. You underestimated her wrestling. She's better than you thought. I'm like, yeah, she's better than I think against somebody who can't match her physically. What's going to happen when that physical advantage exactly. is taken away? People never take into consideration the, the competition level, Schwan. You know something? People in MMA, this, I mean, listen, this doesn't happen in any other sport because I, I train athletes in other sports. In MMA, people, they kind of take in the, the competition, but what they really don't ever consider is how physical attributes impact how technical you look and how great you look. A, ki a kid who's six foot four looks like a great technical score. When everybody else is six foot four or taller, that kid looks like trash. It's the same thing in MMA. When you're a better athlete and you know someone can't explode out of spots or can't bully you, you can look, you can take your time. You can look technical when they can't hurt you. You can look technical on the feet. But what happens when they can hurt you? What happens when they can bully you? Then we find out how good your technique is, and we found out that hers was lacking. Exactly. Now, the main thing we want to see is, uh, you know, Carol fight somebody, you know, like a top 10 fighter or something. like. That. And she was supposed to fight Nico Montano, and I wouldn't mind seeing that again, see him try to do that again. But – uh, I, mean, I thought that I don't know if we're going to see Nico in a Nico's been pulled out of every single fight she's had in almost three years. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she pulled out. She's pulled out like at least three fights. She's had one. She's pulled out at least three. Hmm. I would. Well, whatever. It doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, I, I also. I, I I just wanted to point out that I really thought that uh, uh, Piranha gave um, Carol a really great game plan here, and that's one of the reasons she won this fight so easily. Yeah, um, I, yeah. He, he. I mean, one thing I do like about Andrade's camp and Carol's camp is the fact that they understand who their fighters are as far as if they correctly gauge their physical tools and their and their and, and the skills they're good at, and they buy into that completely. Like, as a fighter, you have to have an identity. A lot of fighters don't have it. Andrade, Rosa, even Cachoeira, they have an identity of who they want to be and how how they're best set best suited as fighters. So at least they're playing to their strengths in all times. Not every fighter does that. Okay. And it's really, 
I thought he did a good job in this particular case. Okay. He, she didn't try to stay standing with her, which would have been a problem. Okay. The other fight on this show, which was at uh, Flyweight, it was um, uh, Lara Procopio versus uh, Molly McCann. And of course, Molly is from Liverpool, England. Very popular in England, but in my opinion, a very limited fighter. And Lara is from Brazil as well. She trains at Nova Uniao with uh, the legendary coach, uh, Andre Dudu Pedernares. And uh, this was her, in her first fight in the UFC. She actually lost to Carol Rosa, but that fight was at bantamweight. And this was her first fight in the UFC at flyweight. And look, we know that if they're coming out of that camp, they're going to be um, – complete fighters okay and so i thought molly was in big trouble here and that's pretty much how it turned out yeah i thought mccann did better the, the problem with mccann is this she, it's multi it's it's multi-level first she's considered a striker she's more of a puncher than an actual good boxer if you notice she wings a lot she tries to throw a lot of volume she'll attack the legs attack the body but she doesn't really set things up very well her footwork especially defensively isn't great and her footwork offensively is pretty predictable so she so whenever you want to counter or you want to try and grab for a takedown or clinch she's right there because she's almost right in front of you if she had better footwork or set him up she could feint you counter you step out on an angle pivot turn you and use those tools to take away your ability to clinch or take her down like volkov did to alistair the second thing is her grappling her grappling is opportunistic like if you you don't expect her to have anything you might get caught by her because you don't expect her to do anything she doesn't know how to go Well, that did happen in the second round there when uh uh, she uh, hooked a uh, an armbar from the bottom on, on Lara, but Lara didn't have much trouble getting out of it. She stayed calm. She didn't panic or anything like that because she would have lost if she had panicked. It, it's it's and, the same but, thing. It's what happened to, to Pena against Duranami. Someone locked on, kind of lucked into it, just went for it. And against a lesser opponent who might have panicked, that'll work. But against a person who really has has been coached and developed in the structure of scrappling, they'll just work their way out of it. They're not going to panic, and that's what happened. And after she did that, she really had nothing else the rest of the fight. She, she had nothing. She was just taking a beating, getting out of position, and getting out of control. She, she doesn't have a fundamental understanding of grappling, and she's not a good enough athlete to get away with not being a, a competent wrestler and a competent grappler. She's neither one of those things. Yeah. Lara uh, is a BJJ black belt, for one thing. And one of the things um, Brendan Fitzgerald mentioned on the broadcast is both her parents are BJJ instructors. So that means she grew up in the gym. So that's a really good sign, I think. So she, she, you know, it's like she, she's, um, you know, she's. It's the martial arts lifestyle. It's not yeah. just a, a way of making money for her. She believes in. in I mean, she's a perfect student for a guy like uh, Dudu, right? Yeah, it's I a, mean, <laughs> she has attention to detail and a depth of skill. A lot of people have skills in multiple areas, but they kind of touch on them. She actually has a depth of skill, which is another problem Molly McCann has. Molly McCann's not really great at anything. She's not a great striker. She's not a great boxer. She's not a great kickboxer. She's not a great wrestler or a great grappler. What is she great at? What could she hang her hat on? Yeah. Anyways, both of those fights are up on my blog. Uh, you can watch the fight videos there. Uh, so let's go on to this Saturday, which is UFC 258. And the first fight we have is at flyweight. It is Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso. And this is the co-main event, believe it or not, which 
I think it's a little high on the card, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, of course, Macy, we all know who she is. She's just coming back from knee surgery. Uh, she's originally from Fort Collins, Colorado. She is now training at VFS Academy in Chicago. And that is owned by a guy named Mike Valley. And her main coach there, he's one of the coaches, but her main coach there is a guy named Israel Martinez, who apparently she trained with when she was a teenager. And among the other uh, uh, members of that uh, particular team, Juliana Pina trains there, uh, Bilal Muhammad, and Yara Rodriguez. So obviously, it's a good camp. So the main thing about Macy here that I like is she likes to finish fights. She's very aggressive. Can that get her into trouble? Sure. I don't think it will here. All right. Alexa has two things going for her. One, she's attractive. <laughs> and two, she's from Mexico. So, you know, it's an emerging market for MMA and stuff like that. She, well, she, she, can, fight, she can fight a little bit, though. She can fight a little bit, but she's limited, Schwan. She All she can do is strike. I, I, nah, listen, I, they're I, all I, like I, that I, at that point. I don't want you to. I don't, I don't want fans to get the wrong impression, as in you're saying that she can't fight at all. It's just because I didn't she's say that. But you know how they are. I didn't say but that. You, you know how they are when you talk. You know that. Look at here. It is at that camp. Okay, at that place, Lobo in Guadalajara, Mexico. What do the fighters have in common? They punch, and that's it. They don't do anything else. They have no power. They're points fighters. Okay. And we talked about this before. We think they should leave, but they're not going to leave because her dad, Alexa's dad, owns the gym. Okay. Well, I, I so read the problem Al is Aldana needs to leave before Grasso. Grasso's that that style fits her more than Aldana, but they both should leave. Yes, they should. They they're not full. They're not complete fighters. Okay. Look at we saw a fight there where Alexa. Had a chance to finish a fight, and she didn't know what the hell she was doing, man. They were yelling at her. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think that that I just think that she she if she was a complete fighter, Schwan, great. But she's not. Okay, so that's the difference. I don't think Macy is particularly um complete fighter either, but the big difference is she can finish. That's the difference. Yeah, the this this issue. There's there's a multitude of issues on this. First of all, you have Macy Barber. She has the karate stance. She she likes to get into clinches. She's decent at the long range. She's very good at the clinch range. Where she has a weakness, and it's been a weakness that hasn't been addressed over the couple of years. Maybe she's addressed it. She's weak in the boxing range. Matafuri got to her in that range. Um, JJ Aldridge was lighting her up in that range. She's vulnerable in that range. Sorry, it's just the way it is. She doesn't move her head very well. She mm -hmm. doesn't. She doesn't parry your block. She doesn't counter very well. All she does is swing back. The thing with Agrasso had, and Grasso was very good at that range. The problem for Grasso was this: Grasso was a bit of a front runner. When she can't scare you off, or when you kind of push back on her, she tends to lose focus. She tends to get defensive. She tends to rest and try to find spots to explode in. She did it against Felice Herrick. She did it against Carla Esparza. She's done it pretty much. Anybody's been physically capable of pushing back on her. Macy Barber is many things, but Macy Barber is like Juliana Pena in the fact that she will engage you in every single range, whether she's good or not. She'll fight you. So my question is, does Alexa Grasso 
maintain her focus, maintain her poise and her technique when she's being being attacked at every range, when she has to work at every single range. Historically, she hasn't. Historically, she's she's given it, up. It, 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 it's she's not good at that. Okay, so that's the big difference here. Look, uh, Macy is now training with a guy uh, in Martinez who she knows very well, and I think that's going to make a big difference. Well, okay? I think it will, but the thing is, when you're making adjustments, first she's coming off an ACL injury, and when you make adjustments, and I, I know this whether it's basketball or it's MMA, it takes time for it to be second nature. I've seen fights, and you've seen the two. I'll, I'll use this quick example. Frank Mayer, he was working on his boxing defense. He fought somebody. The guy threw a quick combination. Frank Mayer, pop, pop, pop. He, he, he blocked it, slipped under the shot, came back. He did that three other times. But as the fight got further and further along, he started going back to what's normal to him because it hadn't completely been made second nature. I expect to see some growth, but you, you're not going to change a fighter. It, it takes more than that, especially when you're not fighting. It takes time to make that transition. I don't know that she's made it. And if she hasn't, at that mid-range, Grasso's going to punish her. She's easy to hit. She's not hard to hit at all. On difference is she'll hit no, you No, no, no. The point is, she'll hit you back harder. That's the difference. It's, it's just a risky proposition because if you let Grasso oh, get the momentum I, going, if you listen, let her get momentum going, I think problem. I. The problem is, I don't believe Alexa has an answer for her. I have to see how she responds. I I, I would agree with you. I think Barbara should be favored because okay. of her physicality okay. and her power. I, I, one other thing. Okay, one other thing. This fight is the co-main event, huh? Yeah. It's, I mean, other fights fell out. They didn't have anything else. It's a great chance for Barbara. You're a Barbara fan. This is a great opportunity for her. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I just, I just think that Alexa, her shortcomings are bigger. It, when, if, the, if the fight starts going badly, Grasso's corner will have nothing for her. So you're right in that. But that mid range is a tough spot. I mean, I saw JJ Aldridge rock Macy Barber. Grasso's better than Aldridge. Grass is way better than Aldridge. That's all I'm saying. But I would favor Barbara, too. I think she's bigger, tougher, stronger, and hits harder. It's hard to overcome that with somebody who's as mentally shaky as Grasso is. Okay. So we have uh, two other fights on this show. The first one is uh, – he's like, can't <laughs> – I always – my memory goes sometimes. You know how it is? Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's um, – who the hell's fighting? Um, are you talking about <sighs> Keelan Robertson and Miranda Maverick? No, the other one. Uh, we are talking about uh, Pollyanna Vienna and Mallory Martin. That's it. Okay, so it's Pollyanna Vienna uh, versus um, um, what's her name again? Um, Mallory Martin. Mallory Martin. That's right. Okay, now that I got their names. Okay, Pollyanna Vienna is from Brazil. She trains at Tata Fight Club in Rio de Janeiro. She just hasn't looked very good at the UFC, Schwan, and and. Her claim to fame, okay, you ready for this? Her claim to fame is one day she was waiting for a bus and some guy tried to rob her and she beat the shit out of him. <laughs> That's her claim to fame. She hasn't done that well in the UFC. She used to be an Invicta as well. Okay, and I'm always confusing her with Pollyanna Botello. Okay, but they are different fighters. Okay, uh, Mallory Martin is uh, trains at Elevation in Denver. So you're familiar with that joint. Yeah. And she won her UFC debut. I, she used to fight. She had trouble making weight at straw weight or something like that. I don't, I can't remember, but um, I see her winning this fight. I think she's a better fighter than Paul. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say she is, but I mean, I have to go. I have I have to look at the Hannah Cyphers fight. Hannah Cyphers almost had her out in the first round. Molly Martin, uh, she Mallory Martin, she's physical, she's strong, she's a good athlete. She gets her hands on you, she can just bully you and chop you up in the clinch with body shots and uppercuts. She can take you down, but the fact of the matter is, she's not schooled on the feet. It hasn't become second nature. She bites off a feint and she reaches. Hannah Cyphers fainted her and then blasted her. And when she got hit, she had no answer. She was just stumbling around. She doesn't know how to set her strikes up. She doesn't know how to use footwork to get in position for takedowns without getting caught. Now, Pollyanna Vienna probably won't be able to take advantage of that. She's not, she doesn't hit hard enough. She's probably not physical enough. She's kind of a front runner of herself and she's not great against great athletes. But for me to say that there's no way Pollyanna Vienna can't get to her, that'd be ridiculous. Mallory Martin is all aggression and wrestling and grappling. You can get to her on the feet. If you're willing to stand your ground and faint, you can blast her. Anybody can. Yeah, I think we need to see some improvement in her. And of course, she's had a good fight team. So, you know, uh, we'll see how they, it, it, how I things mean, are going. Over she, there. she could be another Sarah McMahon. That's the way I look at her a less talented Sarah McMahon. And you saw Sarah McMahon was great for a while, and then she wasn't. And I can see that with Mallory Martin if she didn't really take some time to develop her skills and her awareness in the cage. Okay. And the other fight, which is going to kick off the UFC fight pass prelims. Jillian Robertson versus... Um, it, my uh, mind just uh, she's Gilly Robinson is facing Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick, that's right. And that's at uh, Flyweight. I'm old. <laughs> that's my explanation for that. And, uh, okay, so Jillian, we all know who she is. She's Canadian, but she trains with Dean Thomas. She's primarily a wrestler. Her striking, for the most part, is not good enough to set up a wrestling, so that's a big problem. Uh, Mallory uh, is uh, training at uh, House of Muay Thai in Norfolk, Virginia. Her coach there is Dick Chamberlain. Uh, she attends school there, so that's why she's training there. She's a young fighter. She was in Invicta. Uh, she looked pretty decent in her first fight, but, I mean, you never know what she's going to be like, right? Yeah. Um, what are you thinking about with this? Uh, the Maverick, Jillian Robertson fight has some shadows of the Macy Barber, um, Alexa Grasso fight to me. Basically, it comes out of this. Miranda Maverick is a strong, physical, tough fighter who looks for contact. And if you let her get momentum, you, she's like a chainsaw. It's hard to stop her when she gets going. She's not great on the feet. She's not great wrestling. She's not great grappling. But she will engage you and she will push you. Jillian Robertson's whole problem is Jillian Robertson doesn't know how to box. Her main thing is her wrestling and her grappling. She's probably better than anybody in the division at that, but she can never control where the fights go because she can either A, get in position, or B, get out of bad positions when, when she gets put into them. If Miranda Maverick can collapse the pocket and get into that mid-range and just start winging, winging away at her, uh, from what we've seen from Robertson, she'll go defensive, she'll get hit, she'll get hit, she'll go to the cage, and she'll get overwhelmed. It's all a matter of whether she can set up her wrestling and grappling with some efficient striking. I haven't seen her do it. Now, Ma Maverick's the kind of level of opponent she generally beats, but if Maverick's better than we think she is and Maverick's willing to really take some chances, she might get Robertson out of there. Robertson's a better athlete, probably the better fighter, but she just has a problem with fighters who, who, who engage her in that boxing range or put pressure on her. She just, she's just not very good against it. So um, Robertson should win, but if she loses, I wouldn't be shocked. But Miranda, Miranda hasn't proven herself to be better but she could win this it's an easy way to win it my question my question is if jillian loses does she get cut robertson 
Yeah, no. They like her. They think she has something. I mean, they've given her multiple chances to break through and she's failed in each and every one of them. No offense. I like her, but I don't think they cut her. I think they they just waited for her to turn the corner. They keep giving her chances. To be honest, if they're going to cut her, it's been proven she's not elite yet. They give her chances. She's, she's, a, she's an elite wrestler, but she doesn't know how to get there. She's got talent. She's attractive. She has some. She has high-level skills to a degree. They want her to succeed. She just can't get over the hump. Now, once again, you're right. If she loses the Maverick, now we got a real issue because you lose to a certain caliber of opponent. But they keep giving her chances, and a lot of girls don't get that many chances that she gets. Yeah. Okay, so those three fights, uh, next day on Sunday, I'll have them up on my blog. The video, I don't know, the video's up on my blog. Okay, a couple of other things. Uh, did you watch the Paige Van Zandt uh, thing? Because I didn't watch that. Uh, I watched some of it. I mean, it wasn't. It just wasn't great. It, I mean, it was an entertaining fight for what it was, but it wasn't great. But um, I feel. I mean, I she, I I didn't watch it, but from what I was told, from what I've been reading, she seems very ill prepared. Yeah, she's not a striker. So okay, so let's talk about stupid money again because. You know, David Feldman, the owner of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships, he's spending all this money on her. And, I mean, there's another old saying, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. And I'm sure the, the, the pay-per-view did decent numbers on Fight TV, but my question is this. Can he do another pay-per-view with her in the main event? I think they can. The fact of the matter is, Paige Van Zandt's been out of MMA for how long? She's in bare-knuckle fighting, and she still gets more clicks and more articles written about her than actual MMA fighters in the actual biggest organization in North America. And you, no offense, you put her any fighter in a room full of celebrities, people would be like, Who, who's that fighter standing next to Paige Van Zandt? Maybe the exception is Cyborg, Cyborg, Ronda Rousey, who's retired, so she doesn't really count. Maybe Holly Holm and Amanda Nunes. And even Amanda Nunes is only comparable because Amanda Nunes is a double champion who's had a recent. Hello. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me back? Yeah, Yeah, I got you now. Okay. All I'm saying is Paige Manzan is more recognizable. Whether she won or not was never the issue. It's just bringing eyes so that you can build other stars off her. I know Paige Van Zandt. Most people know Paige Van Zandt. Most people don't know Amanda Nunes, and she's a double champ. Most people don't know any of the other fighters we talk about from week to week. They don't know her. They're not familiar. So all you want is Paige Van Zandt to bring eyes to your product, and hopefully your product is good enough to maintain some of those eyes. And even though she lost... There's only, there's only one thing, and that's that she gave a poor performance. She didn't just lose. She got beat by somebody... Who she had, had no business beating her. Well, pa- well, Paige isn't a boxer. Paige has never been even really been a striker. Even in MMA, her striking was reliant on her wrestling and her volume. She's never been technical. She, we've seen her outstruck before. This is this is no shock to anybody who knows Paige Van Zandt. But maybe that person got a little bit more shine. You can find someone that can beat. There's we can find someone that she can beat. But the fact of the matter is, she's going to get paid. That's what they tried to do. She's going to get paid, and they're going to make more money than they would have having that same girl fight against a nobody. So it's a win-win already. It's been talked about. Mm. It got more views. And if, they, if she fights again, I guarantee it'll still be a higher rating than anything they would have got without her. She, she's more popular than anybody mm. on, on the thing. I just wonder how long they could ride that trade. 
they got like they got maybe three chance. They got two, maybe three. If they if she wins her second fight, they got a third and a fourth. If she loses the second fight, they can finish it out with a third. But maybe I guess max three to four fights max. But let me say, so, you take, take Paige Manson off the card. Does anybody care about it? Is anybody talking about it? No, I don't care about it anyway. I, I'm just saying. I'm just the the bottom line. Listen, this is why we call it stupid money. All right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the other thing is the PFL announced their uh, lightweight championship, uh, what is lightweight, which, of course, features Kayla, Kayla Harrison. And meanwhile, so Kayla Harrison is willing to take this easy money, and at the same time, she's whining about not being able to fight Chris Cyborg. I mean, that's, that's what all the fighters do, though. They, they take easy money, and then they say, well, I wish this person would come over here, knowing damn well that person's not coming over there. I just find the whole thing is absurd, okay? Cyborg would have her for lunch. Yeah, uh, and you're not – and you know what, got, you know what, fans? He's not a Cyborg fan. For him to say that, he really believes that Kayla Harrison is not as good as she, she thinks she is. For him to say that, because he is not a fan well, the of problem, the problem is – she hasn't faced any decent competition at all. The fighters she's fighting over in PFL, they're all scrubs, man. They're, they're all bantamweights trying to fight it lightweight, you know? Yeah, she That's faced, the problem. She hasn't faced one person with the physical strength, power, or even skill to really test her. I mean, Cyborg would be the best opponent she's faced for a light year. It's not even close. And I, okay. and I, I know, I know. We think cyborgs. A lot of people say cyborgs punching power is made up. I don't. If she lands three clean shots on Harrison, I don't know that Harrison's still conscious. No, she doesn't have knockout power. What she does is she hits you a couple of times, and then she gets you down, and then she hits you some more, and then the ref stops the fight. Cyborg. People have said this for years about Chris Cyborg. She doesn't have KO power. She has TKO power. There is a difference. Okay. Yeah. She's just not. She's just not. She doesn't have the power to knock anyone out, but she throws enough. I mean, it's that shoot box style, right? So that's the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, she doesn't like to fight good fighters either, but that's another story. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think that covers just about it. Maybe the Gina Carano thing. Oh, God. I mean, I, what is there to say about it? I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I mean I've had guys already ask me about uh, Gina Carano. Oh, she lucked out into acting and getting these opportunities she, based on skills. She doesn't have the skills to carry the shows and the opportunities she has. So she lucked out and she basically burned that bridge in a great opportunity on a highly rated show, critically acclaimed show, because she can't keep her mouth shut. All she had to do is not say anything. That's all. Just not say anything. I think, did, did you know, uh, did you know that they were, uh, Disney was planning to do uh, star her in an, an all new show. And then they basically had second thoughts because of her behavior. Okay, uh, the podcast cut out just as about just as we were finishing, so I just wanted to finish. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or either my podcast, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.